Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. Hey. <laughs> Delayed. So early. Yeah. No what, kidding. Uh, what are we doing today? Um, want to bring up helping children and in the different ways that you and I can help families um, have a better quality of life by helping children that are having some problems. And first, I, I want to start by just um, sharing one of the treatments. And I know you do the very same. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a mom approached me and asked me by phone if she could um, have a session with me in regards to helping her son. So we're using telephone mm -hmm. so that she can be anywhere in the world calling. Mm -hmm. And she gives me no information, no age, no problems, nothing. And when we make the phone call, she's using her lunchtime. So this is on a parent's lunch. And we all know that there are lots of busy things to do in a, in a day, um, or things to do in a busy day, pardon me, and that she's taking time to see how she can help her child. So we do lots of things to help our kids. Um, this is one of them. And so she began the conversation by, uh, by giving me permission first, and I said, do you want to voice record it so that you can share it? with um, anybody that cares about your son that you choose to. And she said, well, I don't know if my husband would listen to this. And I said, that's okay. He may not today. He may in a month. He may in a year. Um, but also you might want to share it with a teacher because I'm getting that part of his issues have to do with sleep, anxiety, and that it's actually coming in dreams, but it's actually coming from an anxiety that's based at school. Mm -hmm. And that you actually suspect some of this and that you're just hoping that I'm going to affirm what you think is right because you don't know how to kind of go forward to go to a school and say, the problem is here. Because we don't, you don't want to necessarily do it in an attacking way, but that if you do it with, with some information, some facts, people are more likely to come forward to find a resolution than if they feel they're being personally attacked. Right. Okay, so we spent the half hour on by telephone talking about her son's behaviors, um, the problems where he was um, experiencing difficulties at home, which she was aware of because her and her husband could see his behavior there, bedtime, um, dreams, nightmares, um, not night terrors, just nightmares, disruptive sleep, not wanting to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, but even before bedtime, how the behavior changed at first about a half hour and then an hour and so on. But also that the teacher called her in to say that she noticed a behavioral change at school and he wasn't focusing. And that because he wasn't focusing and he was fidgeting, she thought he should be on Ritalin and he should, she should just go to the doctors and get her prescription. Um, and I'm, I'm just telling the story. None of this is my opinion. It's fine. My tongue's bleeding. Go yeah. I, and, and so the teacher came forth with, I've seen this before. Um, and you just put them on a bit of Ritalin and they're fine. Just, just ask for a nice low dose and he'll just be good. Numb them. This, this is how the conversation went. And again, this is just over phone. And I said, is this all correct that this conversation with the teacher has occurred? And she said, yeah, yes, it, it Exactly. Even even about her comment about Ritalin, and I I'm I'm getting this information because I can hear the conversation. So if people think, how does she? How did Kelly and Karen get that? We hear conversations. So I was able to describe the teacher just so that I know that I'm accurate about all of this too. And um, what came through was that he was actually being bullied at school, 
and there were a couple of things that were going on and this is this is part of the the what I wanted to talk about but the bigger picture of how we're able to help people the teacher herself had a very loud voice she yelled a lot she yelled to get control she yelled out of anger she yelled when she was excited she yelled um at, I'll say randomly so it wasn't always and she would do things like bang the desk to get attention, clap her hands. She was doing, I'll say, sound things. And um, she, mom ended up saying this was very correct about her because she had volunteered in the classroom, so she knew. And that the son oh my God. had overload. He, there was a sensory yeah. overload in the brain. And it wasn't that he was disruptive. It wasn't that he was... Uh, he was distracted because of all of the behaviors of the, actually of the teacher. He was disrupted. Yes. And that the teacher, really, really, she had a, like her intention, I'll say, was, I don't know if you want to say it was honorable or not. I, I don't want to judge her. I, I just want to that's comment. aggressive. Okay. And, I, and, and from my point, I just want to state in the session what it is. I don't want to judge her. I'm just saying this is the behavior. Your son's brain shuts down. But one of the tools in moving forward that his spirit is giving is that he could like he would like to wear a headset. Oh. And this was one of his sole solutions was that he get a headset and that he be able to listen to his like a um, easy music. Uh, uh, and I'll say music, not radio, because there would be voices Right. But just simply music that didn't have voice. Like instrumental. It, I thank you. I'm struggling with my words here. Instrumental music um, that she could pick for him at home and that they could have fun with at home where when he goes to color or when he goes to, say, go to a hockey game, they listen to a certain kind of music in the car mm -hmm. and that he associates that with going to hockey. That's fun. Or this coloring. Is, uh, so sound therapy. Yeah. And Kelly, to so counteract good. the disruptive sounds he's used to hearing. Yes. This is really interesting. And I kind of, you're might, probably going to laugh at me, but um, I want to equate it to like different situations. Um, because I think we can all think of an angry teacher that we've had who, who just maybe yelled and, and didn't really know how to get control of their class or keep control um, or keep people captive even. Because I think sometimes we yell when we want to keep them captive. Mm. Um I had friends, so take it outside of the school context, I had a friend in high school, um, you know, I wasn't big on sleepovers, but I had stayed over at this woman or this girl's house. And I remember observing her family. She had a much bigger family than mine. And the way that they started conversations were yelling. So, and I'm not going to do it because this will disrupt people's ears. They're going to turn the volume down right now. Um, but they would literally start their conversation in an aggressive tone where it was like, what are we having for dinner? And it was like, everything felt like an attack immediately instead of a question, you know, just for the sake of asking a question like, hey, what are we having for dinner tonight? Um, where it sounded innocent. And it sounds very similar to what you're talking about in this teacher. Uh, and then I also think of dogs, which maybe you'll laugh even more, where there's certain breeds and dogs communicate through their ears, right? So mm -hmm. they pin their ears back in certain ways forward. Um, all, there's like, I think over like a hundred different positions that the, the ears can have to indicate or give cues to what they're mm -hmm. feeling and what they're thinking uh, to other dogs. And there are certain dogs who cannot achieve those different postures with the ears. Mm-hmm. 
And so other dogs misread them and they can react, uh, sorry, they can react aggressively or inappropriately um, because they're not communicating well, which sounds like the teacher. So this kid is looking for cues on, as to whether or not the teacher is happy or excited or angry or upset. Uh, and none of them are socially correct cues. Perfectly said. And this is what came through in the treatment without ever having met this little boy in my whole life mm-hmm. or his mother. In a very fast half-hour session by telephone, that his spirit was coming through saying that he couldn't cope in his brain and through the ears into the brain area, and he couldn't digest the difference or sort through or however you want to use your terms for this. His brain couldn't take the messages in and absorb what she was trying to say because all of the yelling became the same yelling. Right. So whether she was excited or she was angry or whatever she was, he had no idea anymore. Mm -hmm. So she thought he was disruptive or that he was um, distracted and he needed Ritalin. Where in this case, he just needed for the senses to be, I'll say normal, because even in another classroom, he could function. But, But if you can't take the child out of the class, because it's not always... It's not always a solution in some schools that his soul was trying to find a solution for him. So he knew his soul knew that there was no other grade two class or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that his soul knew that. So was offering other solutions for him to cope in the classroom. And, And his soul went on to give even more. I want to backtrack before sure. before you go into the more tools because I think that'll be really really interesting too. But you said that his soul needed uh, normal, something normal, and I just wanted to throw in the word um, uh, congruent instead mm-hmm. because I think some people's norm, as I was saying in this right. family, is screaming, right? Right. Um, but the context or the content uh, doesn't match the tone, right? And yes. so the brain doesn't understand congruency. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I love it, Kelly. Just just how his brain was able to convey all this to me to mm-hmm. or to you as as I'll say as healers mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call us in this in this aspect of our job where we connect with the soul. My coffee just kicked in. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting shakes. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. Oh, my God. I'm getting sweats. Like, take some layers oh. off. <laughs> well, you're you're understanding hot flashes at Holy this point. shit. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So he also wanted um, her to be able to do things at home. Uh, So another tool, let's go to some different tools. So he gave more in the classroom. So if the teacher did want his attention, then she could do certain things that that were okay with him, with him, but they weren't startling. Mm -hmm. So she would go over to his desk. And if he had say, um, an elephant on the desk or a favorite teddy bear or whatever, she would just put it in the upright position, meaning take off your headphones, you have to listen to instructions. And then he could put the teddy bear back down when he actually went to do his work. Mm-hmm. So all she would have to do is just go over and move it. Now, this is also age appropriate, right? I know you just went from elephant to teddy bear. Oh, whatever. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, and obviously age appropriate that yeah. that she can do that. Now, having said that, she moved him to the front of the class to be right in front of her so she can reach out and turn the bear. And so he's right in front of her screaming now. Right. 
okay, or however you want, talking loudly. Um, but with the headset on and the music, he's he's still okay. So he got a he's going to get a good system going. Now, at home, sorry. Uh, you know what? Okay, maybe I'm just feeling argumentative, but I feel like that's not even it. Because if he's even taking visual cues at this point, he's watching visually aggressive things happen. I'm I know where I know you're and I know you're just channeling information, yeah, but like, it's just we I, could like there, there's there are two points to this podcast. Well, more than that, and a but, bigger underlying issue. Well, there is, but I'm not addressing her. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this is noticing that I'm not addressing the teacher, mm-hmm. I'm not saying go into the parent. The, the, the guides are not saying go into the school and address this issue with the teacher and get her to yeah. change her behavior. No, my life coaching brain just went. to Ah, because and I think a lot of parents will hear this and go oh well thank god because how many times has a parent gone in and tried to address an issue and sometimes and i'm going to say a few things here they bully the teacher yeah, oh, yeah. they don't do it appropriately mm-hmm. they don't do it with respect they walk in like their kid is the only kid in the class and they're going to shit all over the teacher and the system you just give me the director and I'll get this done for my kid. I, I like, I totally understand mm-hmm. if teachers are listening to this, they might have heard this part of the podcast and go, Oh God, beating up on us again. Yeah. No, nope, I'm not, not at all. And neither were the guides. The guides were simply taking facts and problem solving for that child mm-hmm. unique to what he needed, not what the other students needed in the class what he needed, Mm -hmm. the type of music he liked, the bear or slash elephant sitting on the desk, whatever was going to work for him for success for him. And that's what I loved about this. So then um, one of the other things that um, were happening was he was being bullied. He's being bullied by the teacher, as are all the students in that classroom. But he was also being bullied by other students, not in his class, but in like in the school yard. It's like recess. Yes, not his age. Um, And so what And the parents didn't know about that, actually. So she said, well, I'll go into the school and I'll talk to them about the bullying. And I said, well, actually, (laughs) his spirit is wants you to kind of listen for a moment. He'd like to discuss this with you. And she went, really? And I said, yeah, I said his spirit actually wants to tell you that this is a learning opportunity, that he's going through this and he will for the rest of his life. This is not going to change. You can be bullied in work environments. He needs tools and he's keen for the tools right now. And she said, well, I don't get it. She said, so what do you mean? What tools? And I said, this this was so cool what he did. So he said, could you please ask my mom and my dad to argue in front of me? But set up their arguments mm-hmm. so that mom could be at home and he wanted them to role play differently. Mm-hmm. And he really loves his mom and dad. This is a couple that really, I'll say on many levels, because, you know, maybe you don't always gel on every level. But they do. They do love each other and they do love him, the kids. Mm-hmm. So he said he wanted his dad to be able to come in the door and his wife, to be, his mom to be able to say something and his dad to kind of like attack her. But, you know, like not scream and yell, but just like mean stuff, like just, you know, words kind of thing. But he wanted his mom to be able to show him how to deal with that. And she went, oh, my God, but I don't know how. And it was so interesting because here she goes, oh, my God, he's going through what I'm going through. Oh, shit. 
so there was a parallel here. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the parallel hit, I thought, wow, this is really cool. How old is he again? He, I think he was like in grade one or two. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was elementary. And like, yeah. b- you know. Seven or eight. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say like primary. Yeah. Okay. And so he wanted his mom to be able to give him tools. What do you do if dad comes in the door and you say, what do you want for dinner? And he comes back and says, do you have to ask me that every night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this. Can't you make your own decision about what to cook for supper? Have like yeah. he wanted him and then he wanted to see what does mom do? He wanted the role playing to be healthy right in front of him so that he could just absorb it Mm -hmm. so that he didn't actually have to sit down and read a book about it. Because this is, you know, a seven year old. Mm -hmm. And she said, Karen, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do now. I don't like the session anymore. And all of a sudden she didn't like the session because she didn't know what to do with it. And I said, well, hold on. Let's connect with your guides and ask your guides and go back into your past when you're bullied and let's see what you need in, in this. So what came through, you know, I know this is a long story, but it's it's a pretty important one. He Her guides gave her tools and said, could you, like, what about asking better questions? Mm-hmm. What about communicating? What about listening and talking to your husband, not during that period of time, but when they're actually both together and in a good mood? And there's no conflict where she could say, when you come home from work, do you need something? What do you mean? Do you need time on your own? Because when you come in the door, no matter what I do or say, you snap. Do you need to go to the gym before you come home? Do you need to take the dog and go for a walk? Do you need to come in the house and go have a shower? Yes. Do you need for me not to say anything and total silence when you come in the door for 10 minutes? Not stay away from dad. He's in a bad mood kind of thing. But just give dad time and be respectful that just dad's going to go down into the basement and have a shower or, you know, whatever his read a book, do his do his own thing. Listen to a couple of great songs or something that he likes. So she started off by just asking different questions, Mm -hmm. saying to her husband, what do you need at this time of day when you seem to be in this place? Mm -hmm. So that um, as she did this and as they set up their argument together, she could come forward then and present questions to her husband when he's, she's being bullied that allowed him to slow things down and to see that his mom could be calm, ask questions and do, have different have different tools in the toolbox. So that he can observe and then have them when he's being bullied? Yes. Okay. Neat. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I brought this up today because I know for, for the reason for people to hear that, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and to hear maybe that, you know, maybe if a teacher is listening to this now, they might go, well, thank God. Finally, somebody's going to teach parents to have better tools and not yeah. shit all over my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't be yelling if 80% of the kids didn't come in with all these, with all kinds of problems from home. So maybe what one of the first things that some parents can hear is that some of the issues that they can deal with at school really can be dealt with at home and in a different way. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of this that I was trying to present in the podcast today is that a mom called from work on a lunch hour to have a treatment with us that doesn't live in North Bay, Mm -hmm. that's called a session or a treatment, just meaning that she's looking for help. Because some people think, 
when they call us, oh, I, I, they do psychic readings. And we do so many things. Mm -hmm. A psychic reading is one. But doing other things like connecting to this little boy's soul and talking to his mom um, is another thing that we do. Whether the little boy is able to speak or is nonverbal. So there, there are just different tools out there. And again, for this little boy on that particular day, I was one of them. And I know that you are. So that's also one of the tools is to know how his brain is functioning, the things that he needs and what he needs from his teacher or his mom and dad so that his brain and his life can process. I think it's really cool that the mom called to empower herself to yeah. help her child. And I know you've pointed this out, but I just want to go kind of a step further because I know when I was getting bullied, um, in elementary and then again in high school mm -hmm. um that you and dad uh to the best of your own abilities made home a safe haven and it was kind of just ingrained that you were to turn the other cheek at school and walk away right we're ingrained from us you mean yeah just to okay. walk away to be the bigger person whatever the cliche is and that home would be a safe place so it never fostered or never gave me tools to, to figure out how to make school a safe place or to go forward and do or be better. But just to remember that I could always retreat home at the end of the day, which I mean is better than nothing for sure. But you're kind of taught to just accept what's happening instead of like this mother's doing is figuring out tools. What can I give to my kids? Yeah, because I remember in high school, Kelly, going into your to your high school with you, mm -hmm. a meeting with the vice principal. Mm hmm. Um, uh, in regards to you being bullied by both students and teachers and teachers yep. and that the school itself, um, how, like I want to say did not, um, did not address it mm -hmm. and that it went into sports. It went into the classroom. It went into every aspect of your life at school too. So somebody might say, well, geez, if she had a sport, there'd be an outlet. No. You had none because that person bullied you in the classroom and on your sports teams because she was on the same team. Yeah. And when you traveled out of town, she did the same thing. And the yeah. coaches knew, but they did nothing about it as well. Right. So there was no support between the coaches, the, the principal, I'll say the administration, right. as well as the teaching, the teachers, because I know there are different levels, right. as well as guidance counselors, mm -hmm. that in that school system, there was no support being met for you other than one particular teacher yeah. that stepped forward and offered you a, a safe place in that school. Yeah, and I mean, not to get into that part, but even at yeah. that, you're only allowed out of classrooms at certain parts of the day, right? right? So my only safe time was lunch yeah. because I was allowed to wander up to her classroom. But um, just that the whole idea of accepting that this is a phase and that bullying is a normal part of childhood or a normal part of growing up and that it gets better. That whole tagline, it gets better. And it doesn't. Right? It, you're exactly right. It doesn't. I think that's an absolute lie. And every time I go into the high schools and lecture, I always say they're lying to you. Yeah. It gets worse because yeah. people only get more tools to manipulate, right? They get smarter and they get, they get better at it. And they get more power with different jobs. Right. And yeah, positions or money. But uh, I just, I really loved back to the point that this parent wanted tools for herself so mm -hmm. that she could pass them on as well. And I think that's empowering for both uh, the adults and the children. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, so his session um, had to do with 
connecting to his own spirit, which is to me something that's like you say is interesting and a beautiful way or a an an option that you're also engaging um the child's spirit into the process of how his brain is functioning and what will work for him and what wouldn't. But you're saying connecting to his own spirit. He wasn't a part of the session. No. And this is something that we've been trying to educate a lot of our adult clients about is mm-hmm. that when they want a session for their children, they don't have to be present. The, the child children. doesn't have to be there. That's right. Uh, and so maybe what you meant to say was that the mom was connecting to her child's spirit, spirit yes. which I just think is remarkable mm-hmm. and how much love that shows. Cause we've, mm-hmm. we've had parents of, of adult children who come in and want to, you know, get all in their business yeah. uh, and it's not done with the intention of <clears throat> empowering them. It's done with the intention of being able to control them or be in the know and, and whatnot. But you've got someone here who just wants to absolutely love her son can admit that she doesn't know how to love him best, that maybe she's done the most she can and now she needs extra help. Um, I love it. Yeah, I do too. And, and that in the past, like she tape recorded it. So in the past, I've had the opportunity where some parents have come in or called in or Skyped or FaceTime where they've taped the session and they've shared it with the teachers and the principal, um, or the doctor or the EA or the physio or the chiropractor where they've shared the information with other professionals in their child's life. Um, so that, um, other the other the other people that are involved in care are all hearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They can and brainstorm better solutions together. Yeah, yeah. yeah very so cool. sometimes I'll, my piece in it is just to give those or our piece in it is just to give those messages and ideas and solutions. And that's that quite often when they go forward with that, it's met by less resistance from the child themselves mm-hmm. because sometimes we go to professionals and we say what's good for our, what's best for our child and they say this and the child fights it yeah. to the nail and mom and dad show up and go yeah well that yeah no work. that didn't work <laughs> not because it did, it couldn't work but because the child itself refused the for it to work mm-hmm. so to have the child's spirit be involved at that level so that the process itself is easier is already a step in the right direction. And to me, that's the part of this that's energetic. Mm-hmm. That's the part that goes to the energy healing, that goes to, if you want to call this intuitiveness or whatever, but all of these connections that are symbiotic. Do you call that symbiotic, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, that are symbiotic so that when all of the professionals put their energy into it, hopefully what comes of that, if they have the right intention, is a great pot of solutions and actual actions that actually have the momentum that's most positive for success. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Are we keeping this one short and sweet? Unless you want to add more about any sessions. Like, I mean, I, I could go on about different sessions, like with medical intuitive for kids about that too, or food allergies. Well, or we, actually, we just did one very okay. recently about the medical intuitive. I think it was titled How to Save a Life. Okay. Um, which was really remarkable. Well, then we can leave that one if you want. Okay. You know what? I think it's probably going to stimulate a lot of questions too, uh, maybe around bullying, maybe just around stimulus, uh, whether it's in the classroom or, or outside. So I'm going to leave that open to, to questions and we can... Can I, can I add one more thing? I, I oh. suppose so. <laughs> Well, and I, I shared this with you earlier today, and I, 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 I want to say it because it makes me happy. Um, 
I, I just talked about how professionals can get together if the parent tape recorded that session and shared it. Some mm-hmm. parents won't. Some parents won't even say they've seen us, but they might use the information anyway mm-hmm. um, and not divulge how they got the information. Um, however it works is what's important for the child. But I wanted to share uh, that I Skyped with a client this morning um, in Ottawa who said that her and her friends listen to the podcasts together, or, or sometimes not together, but they'll listen to a podcast, and they sit down and they discuss the podcast. Cool. And, like a book club. Yes. And that, and you know from the radio show that I had like six or eight years yeah. ago now, yeah. that one day a group called me from New Brunswick, I think it was, or Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and that in their classroom, they were listening to the radio shows. Right. I forgot about that. And that they were studying them, and that the prof was actually using some of the shows as as a platform or a resource and and i i hope in a positive way but one never knows well it was called positive <laughs> thinking so i mean how much damn well never mind i'm gonna oh, eat my words you never know but just meaning that this can sometimes the podcast themselves can be the platform to share something yeah. that launches a, a discussion mm-hmm. and that even if people don't all believe in the very same thing that if the intention and the goal are in common, then how you get there in different ways can be quite fun. Ooh. It's like a Dumbledore quote, but I'm, I'm not going to re-quote oh, it because I'll butcher it. Try. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I'll put it up with the podcast so people can read it. Okay, sure. Uh, you know what? That's perfect because th- that's what the intention of the podcast is anyways, right? So to generate discussion, to yeah. to stimulate more questions, better questions. We We are the queen of questions, so... Okay. Love it. Okay. So if you do have questions based on today's podcasts or any previous ones, please feel free to in, uh, email us at info at com, And uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy your Saturday afternoon. <laughs>